Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Steve asked me to um, share with you on what I've been teaching um, for two Monday sessions on prayer. Um, some, of our, some of what I'm sharing today is, is a repeat of, of what happened then, but um, it's worth repeating. And so if you've heard it again, then um, just uh, challenge ourselves, uh, are we doing this? So I will condense both of those uh, sessions on prayer into, into this one uh, morning session. Um, but today I want to just mention something quickly about uh, where I've been. And um, <clears throat> Helena and I, was, we were away for, for three weeks uh, in the United States. And I went out to a BAM conference and managed to go to uh, Karis Bible uh, School, um, Andrew Womack's um, Business Summit as well at the same time while I was in Colorado Springs. Absolute blessing. And uh, then we went across to our son's graduation, which um, I don't have time for it, but that is his graduation out of university, out of uh, UCLA, is an absolute story of God's provision for another time. But it was quite interesting because... Um, we went and joined some of our family over there. Um, both of the conferences were Christian-based, and it was wonderful meeting some of our other part of the family. But as we all know, we've been mentioning it quite a lot, especially today, that for this reason I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Our surname is God's, God the Father's surname. We are named after Him. Through Jesus Christ, we are part of His family. So it was quite interesting going overseas to think, these are my brothers and sisters spiritually. And it was interesting seeing how, how they run, ran their family. Because, as you know, each family is different. My family is very different to, to, um, to Alex's family. And the, family, your, the way you run your family is different to your neighbor sitting here, sitting here today. But it was so interesting seeing, seeing how the family overseas um, uh, runs their family. And after the praise and worship today, it just came to me very strongly, that this, my son went to this church, Mosaic, in Hollywood. My goodness me. Just down the road is the Walk of Fame. And there was this church. Yes, there are Christians in L.A. Yes, there are Christians in Hollywood. My goodness me. But look at that. That's a Sunday morning service. There's no light in there except for what comes from the stage. <laughs> and it was quite, quite astounding 
to praise and worship in that flavor of the family. And and this one is in Beverly Hills. Heard of Beverly Hills? Justin Beaver goes to this church. We had to go past the paparazzi on the way in. My goodness me. It'd be great to see if we have the paparazzi outside here. And um, there again, that was an evening service, so we didn't expect any, any light to come in there. But again, it was a light show, and boy, it was loud. Whoops. And then another part of the family is Andrew Womack's uh, ministry, that um, we went to the business conference there. And this, these are a couple of pictures of, of their facility there. And I was so blessed to see this. It is such a massive facility that is um, paid for no debt. Sixty million or more has gone into that facility, and you can't see some of it on the right-hand side, their full auditorium. Absolutely awesome to praise and worship God in, in that facility. It was absolutely awesome to be with another part of the family. Ah, this looks familiar. That's us. HCC, but you know what? We're sitting in a fully paid facility. Amen? Well done. This is fully paid for. We paid off 1.6 million, but it started at many years ago, 2.5 million or something like that, 3 million. It got paid off today. And this is our home. This is our facility. And it's fully paid for. But family, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to fill it? Are we going to get people to join this part of the family? There are um, things afoot to put some training facilities in here so we can use it during the week. Um, in con- uh, concordance with, um, with BAM, Business's Mission. And so there's great plans. But this is our facility, fully paid for. And that is just so wonderful. Come on. Here we go. So while we were there, we got a chance to walk down. That's not a very good picture. Um, and it's not a very good person in it, but um, we walked down the Hollywood uh, Boulevard, and I'm standing on a star of um, Harrison Ford, and there are the names of all the worldly stars down the street. But you know what? It was the filthiest, grimiest street that I've been in for a long time, and don't expect it. In, in L.A. You agree? And, and this, is, this is the lifestyle of the worldly stars. Oh, there's an un, up-and-coming star. Now, I'm just going get, to get thrown at. That is Andrew Womack's um, um, studio. He, he films his, um, his, uh, his films, his podcasts and all of that from, from there. And Helena had the privilege of going there, and yes, she's my star. Whoops. Sorry, that's too fast. 
we met overseas the real stars, according to God. The people on the left, uh, Dan and Amanda and their little daughter, Elizabeth, young family, they put up five of us in their little home. They had enough beds in that. They are absolute stars as far as, as, far as we are concerned. They, they, they put us up. They were part of our family. We really connected with them. That is wonderful. And we've got a conference coming up um, in, in a few months. There are people coming from all over the, all over the country. And our speaker, Rob Rufus, is coming from overseas. I would encourage you, and I'm a bit backward in this as well myself, I would encourage you to take the opportunity to host some people during this conference. Um, It is such a blessing for you and for those that you host. We got to share so much with this couple. And I really encourage you, as this family, to be hospitable and um, look after those that come and they don't have anywhere to stay. If we hadn't stayed with them, we wouldn't have been able to afford the trip. It's so expensive to stay in, in normal accommodation. And then the, the guys on the right, this was the BAM conference that we went to, and that is a picture of an aquaponics installation in Monzi, and they were praying for South Africa. The um, they went round to pray for various countries. All those people there, you can only see a few. There's Keith McLaurin in the pink. And they were praying for South Africa. Our family overseas was praying for us, praying for our, our family, praying for our country. Let's do that. Let's not forget that we've got family overseas, that they are facing all sorts of problems that we, don't, we are not facing. But it is, it is a great thing to remember that we have got wonderful family overseas. You'll meet some of these people. The guy um, on the right-hand side there um, is coming to the BAM conference straight after the um, uh, Glory and Grace conference that, that we are, we are having, having here. And I encourage you to come to the BAM conference as well and see some of our family from overseas. These are our real stars. These are our stars at home. Um, you recognize the, the middle group there. Uh, and a bit further afield is Rob and um, the Haswells, um, the Rufuses and the Haswells. Praise and worship and everything that's going on in this family, the champion team, we, these are the real stars. Not those that have got their name in a piece, piece of pavement, and they'll be gone and forgotten. But let me tell you, you, the stars of this house, will never, ever be forgotten. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever. And all your works, even when it seems very hard at times, are written. God keeps very good accounts, and you will receive reward for that. Is that okay, Alec? Reward. Right. So now let's get into the, let's get into the uh, message that, that I've got. I really encourage you. We have got a wonderful, wonderful family here, guys. And oh, I just wanted to, to finish with all of the 
sophistication and technology that went into praise and worship over there, I much prefer to be here. Much prefer to be here. The main thing is, this is my home. My heart is connected with this. And, but these guys up here that lead us in praise and worship, the preaching and the word that comes out of the pulpit is just first class. I promise you it's first class. It's not better in Australia. It's not better in England. It's not better in the States. It's good as it gets here. So I just love it here. I love my home. Amen. So now this community that we have, I've called this prayer is the lifeblood of our community. And it is. If we don't pray, we will die. We will die. There will be death in our house if we don't pray. And I really encourage you to take this seriously. I know many of you, many of you do pray. But it is absolutely vital that we take this part um, of the disciple shop that, shop that we're doing, that we pray and we take it because it's life. It's the actual life, and hopefully you'll see it in this, uh, in this session. I've divided it into two kinds of things, just so that I've created two boxes. You don't have to, there's overlap, and don't get hung up with the two boxes, but it makes it easier to explain kings and priests. And it says in Revelations 1, 5, 6, that we have, we, um, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. In Revelation 5:10, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We have been made kings and priests. And that is a very unusual combination, kings and priests. And this other scripture. Come on, baby. Which is, but... You are chosen, your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a kingly priest, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, that you are a royal priesthood. Now, in the Old Testament, the leaders were either kings or they were priests. They were Never both, except I think it mentions that Melchizedek was a royal priest. That was an exception. But we have been called kings and priests, and we have the function of kings and priests in our, in our lives. And I want to relate this to, to, uh, to prayer. Be patient. Just move it on one, please. Whoops. Okay. No, I did that. Okay. Uh, move it on one. Another one. Right. So, we're going to talk about kingly prayer first. And a king takes dominion of his realm. And... We as kings need to take control and dominion in what is ours. 
in Genesis, we see that God said to, to Adam and Eve to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Then you know what happened. The devil got in, um, managed to conceive a, a, a de- deceive, thank you, deceive uh, Eve, and um, he lost his dominion. Adam lost his dominion. Then Jesus came and bought it back for us. He gave his life for us that we might have life and life more abundantly. And it says in Matthew um, 28:18, and Jesus came and spoke to them all, saying, "All authority has been given to me." So he has taken back full authority. And then what he says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." So there's no question we have been given back the authority that, um, that we lost in the garden. And if we have that authority, what are we going to do with it? I want to have a look at a couple of words in the, in the Bible that is translated out of the Greek to ask. And as you know, the Greek language is so much richer than the English language. There are four, I think, words for love. We've only got one. And there are at least two words for the word ask in prayer. Yeah, there we are, working again. Let's ha- have a look at these two, two scriptures. And in that day, you will ask, Ereteo. Wait, let me just go back and... Uh, just go back one. Thank you. The, the two words are Ereteo and Ereteo. Ereteo is to ask as a covenant right. Ereteo is asking as a favor. There are two very different words to, to ask. And if we just go forward one. If we look in, the, in John uh, 16, 23 to 24, and in that day you will ask, which is the word ereteo, mean nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatsoever you ask, ereteo, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked Aeteo nothing in my name. Ask Aeteo, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, if you haven't seen this before, it uh, sounds a bit, bit confusing, but let's break it down. And in that day, what is that day? Jesus talking, by the way. It's not in red, sorry, but it's Jesus talking. And in that day... Now you say, yes, it is the day after the cross, the day after Jesus was resurrected. And he says, you will ask me nothing, Ereteo. You will ask me as a favor, nothing in that day. You will ask nothing as a favor. Because until the cross, man did not have any rights to demand anything of God as a covenant because he didn't have a covenant. The covenant had been sold out. So Jesus says, in that day, you won't ask as a favor anything. Most assuredly, I say to you, in that day, whatever you ask, Aeteo, demand of your covenant, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. 
until now, that's what I was saying, until now, before the cross, you have not demanded something um, of your covenant. Because you didn't have a covenant in my name. Ask. He's telling us, ask. Call on your covenant. And you will receive that your joy may be full. Jesus is instructing us, don't beg God. Don't beg Him to heal you. Don't beg Him to prosper you. Don't beg Him to give you peace. Don't beg Him to save you. He is saying, I've paid it for you. You are now in covenant with me. Demand of the covenant. Some will get a bit screwed up about this and say, I can't demand of God. I can't tell him, hey, give me this thing. No, that's not what he's saying. We have to be humble in this. But he's saying, call on your covenant. You have a covenant. Call on it. Demand on it. It's just like your bank account. If you've got money in there, it's no good sitting in your bank account. You have to demand that the bank gives you that money so you can use it. It's the same here. And there's another scripture. Can you go on one? John 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than those he will do because I go to the Father. This is extremely important that we get hold of this because he says we'll do greater works than Jesus did. That is inconceivable, naturally. But he says, and whatsoever you ask, Eoteo, demand of your covenant in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, demand of your covenant, anything in my name, I will do it. That is it. It is finished. There is no question. If Jesus died for it, you ask of that covenant, Jesus, you died that I might be healed. And in the name of Jesus, I claim my healing. What does it say? I will do it. Very, very important that, that we get this. The church has to take back his authority. We have to take back our authority and we have to rule and reign in our lives. Because otherwise the devil will steal your lunch and pop the bag. Sorry, that's stolen from Andrew Womack. We have to do that. If we are suffering from those things that Jesus has paid for, we need to look at ourselves. Why am I suffering this? Jesus has paid for it. Probably because we haven't demanded of our covenant and claimed of it. And the devil has to give ground because Jesus says, I will do it. Next one, please. Now, a variation on, on this. This kind of prayer we can pray ourselves. We are ruling and ru uh, reigning in our lives. We can demand of our covenant ourselves. We can pray as a king in our own lives. But one thing that will make it even stronger is if we can pray in agreement with someone else. Why do you think the devil attacks probably the most marriages? 
because two people come together, they get together and they agree on something, it's doubly powerful. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, that's demand of your covenant, not beg, but ask of your covenant, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus is there. He said that he will answer your covenant prayer, but he is where two of you are there. He's with you as well. There couldn't be anything more powerful than that. Your prayer will be answered. You will receive of your covenant if you pray the right way of praying. Next one. Of course, there are conditions. And it's important that we get a hold of this. John fifteen seven. if, it's a big if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask, you will demand of your covenant, whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And Ephesians 3.20, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, if we demand of our covenant, we don't, or even what we think, according to the power that works in us. That is a very important end to that sentence. The word of God has to be powerful in you for you to be able to receive the answer to your prayer. You know his will because you've got the will inside you. You know his will. It's no good going out like the early faith movement. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It gave the faith movement a bad name because people are saying, well, this is, I'll get anything. No, it's according to his will. According to his will. According to his will for you. And in James it talks about you don't receive because you don't ask properly because you want to use it on your own pleasures. We just need to follow the conditions of God, which is get filled with God. Get filled with His Word. You will be able to pray and have all your prayer answered because you don't want to pray amiss. Next one. Next one. Uh, Okay. Just go back one. Right. So that's what I've just said. We have confidence if we pray according to His will. Now, this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask according to our covenant, anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, whatever we demand of our covenant, we know that we have the petitions that we have demanded of Him. Again, it's the same thing. You will receive answer to your prayer. So let us start to think, I'm not getting answer to my prayer. Why? Am I praying amiss? And it's not a guilt trip. It's not a a condemnation. Not at all. We want to be effective in our prayer. So let's analyze our prayer according to, is it in His will? Am I calling on my covenant? And we will see a change in our prayers, an absolute change in our prayers. Next one, please. Now, the other side to the kings and priests, the royal priesthood, is priestly prayer. And priestly prayer is for others. 
you don't, you're not a priest to yourself. You're a priest to your family and to your community. Um, in, in, and it's called intercession. That's the easiest word to put it all under. We pray for, the, pray for words for others, the word for others. We pray in tongues. We pray in the spirit and with groanings, which is uh, Romans 8.26, which we'll get to just now. Next one. Now, when we're praying for others, we've just got to understand where the, where the battle is. And this tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, this is very important for us to understand. Our idiot box, as some people call it, is where the battle is. It's not out there with swords and astral travel and taking on demons. The, 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 wep- the warfare is here in our head. Let's not get distracted by going onto a high mountain physically and pulling down some idol um, altar there and declaring over the city, all the demons have to flee now because I'm praying. Intercession has got a bad name because of this battling in the spirit that is not battling in the spirit. This is battling in the spirit between our heads. Now what happens is we get deceived. And many of us do bad things because we are deceived. Sin is made very attractive. And we've experienced this with our children. They fall into sin because of the temptation of the devil. Now, if we understand that the battle is between, between his ears... We need to pray accordingly. Next one, please. Um, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And in Jer- Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. The Lord is ready to perform His word. And in Psalm 103.20, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So to, be, to pray effectively for somebody else, we need to pray the word. Okay, next one. Dutch Sheets, who is a, an old man in intercession, um, physically and spiritually, praying And declaring the word of God is the highest and most effective level of prayer. Praying the word for yourself when you're declaring, but also for others. It's the most effective is to pray the word. Now, the scripture says that the Lord knows your problems and your needs before you even know it. Why do we spend a large amount of time telling God all about our problems? I don't know why we do it. Because he, he knows all about it. Um, we might be informing our spouse about the problems. Or our friend that we're praying. We might be doing that. But for some reason, we, don't, we are not so quick about praying the word. 
But it is the only way to be effective. Let us pray the word. Next one. Now, there are some brilliant, brilliant prayers in the Bible. In the New Testament, and Paul has, has described them to us. And I've got two here for us. We're running out of time, so I'm going to, to rush this. I'd like you to take note of Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. And those are two of the most expansive prayers that um, Paul gave us, that we can pray for others. And Peter says that what Paul wrote was Scripture. Okay, so let's dispense with that. Is this Scripture, we've got to take it from the Old Testament? No, this is Scripture. You can pray this. And we can pray that the Father of glory may give to my Son the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Jesus, that the eyes of my Son would be enlightened, that he may know what is the hope of his calling. God, you've got a great calling for him. Show him what you've called him to do. And what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Show him how precious you are to him. Lord, show him. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. This great power that's available to him. Next one. And it goes on uh, to finish that prayer. Next one. And this is the next wonderful, wonderful uh, prayer there of Paul's. Ephesians 3, talking about love. That he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That is such a... Mm, I prayed that for, for Steve this morning. That, um, that we might be strengthened through his spirit in our inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be comprehend with all the saints. What is the length, breadth, depth and height? And so it goes on. Next one. And that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Take those words, take those scriptures, and pray that over your loved ones, over the, your pastor, over your leaders, over whoever you want to pray for. Now, do you notice the words that came up quite often there is may, it may, it might, it might. Why, why is that? Why is this dominion prayer converted to praying as a priest might, it might happen. Where is the confidence gone from the dominion prayer to this priestly prayer? It's almost like asking a favor. But we are praying the word according to our covenant. The problem is, as you know, <laughs> the other person that you're praying has got their own will. So, like what happened to Helena and I, our son at university was in sin, doing stuff he shouldn't do. And we went on a program to pray for him. We prayed for him nearly every day. And I prayed a specific prayer that was, Lord, woo him back to you. Every day for a year, we prayed that same prayer. Did we see anything happen? No. Our, was our prayer according, not according to the Scriptures that it wasn't answered? No. Every time we prayed, we had an answer for that. The Holy Spirit worked on him. The angels were protecting him. 
People were speaking to him. Whatever was happening, was happening. But he's got a will, and he said, mm, I know I should do that, but no, I will do this. So we pray again, and we pray again, and we pray again. It's not out of lack of faith. If it was dominion, my body is healed, be healed in Jesus' name, I don't need to pray again. It's me. I'm agreeing with that. It will, it has to happen. But when I'm praying as a priest, their will comes into play. And we need to pray and pray and pray again. And let me tell you, it works. It works. A year later, he came back from, for his mid, mid-year break. And I don't know what happened to him. He went back to university. He got rid of all his paraphernalia that he was involved in. I hate to even think what it was. And he broke up with his girlfriend and cleaned up his life. And he went from zero to a hundred and became fully committed to the church. And the church helped save his life. He got plugged in and totally revolutionized. Now, it's not because of me. It's because of Jesus But we took his word literally and prayed for him until we saw an answer. Please, guys, pray for your family. Pray. Pray. Abby, you will get an answer to your prayer for your grandson. You will. Do never give give up. Pray every day. Neri, your whole family, pray, pray. Why am I picking on them? I know they're praying for their family in a difficult situation. Let us pray. Now, that's our immediate family. But look to your left and look to your right. Those people are not all, collected, all connected. They're not all together. We're all facing our challenges. Alec led us in a prayer this morning to, to overcome that, that prayer. Speak to that, speak to that wind that's causing it. But sometimes we don't have the strength to do that. Sometimes we, we know the word, but we, we are lack of, we've got no power. Let us pray. Let us pray. Strengthen my brother. Strengthen my sister in their inner man. Strengthen them, Jesus. And as you pray for them, you can also nullify the effect of the devil for the sin that they're involved in. We don't have time to get into that. But you can bind the devil in their life. You can loose the Spirit of God in their life. And you can look up the Scriptures for that and, and deal with it. Church, it's... Next one. It is so powerful that we... Okay, we don't have uh, um, time for this. Um, just go to the next one. Jesus instructed us for the lost to pray that the Lord of the harvest would go into, into those that are lost. But here's a prayer that you can pray. Just take a note of it. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 6. Here's a wonderful prayer that if that person is not born again, how do we pray for them? Well, the God of this age, the devil, has blinded their eyes so that they cannot see. Okay? Pray that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ will shine to them, 
Because God, you've commanded the light to shine in the darkness. I command the light to shine in their life. And then you can follow it in with um, send the laborers in and follow it up with, with that. There is a wonderful scripture to, to pray for the lost. Don't get your prayer, don't let your prayer um, descend into a complaint to God about my unbelieving husband and he's a real rotter. What good is that? God knows that. He knows he's a rotter. But if you will pray for him, Paul says, don't be tried to separate, don't be tried to be separated from your unbelieving husband or wife. Who knows he might be saved from your good works and your prayer. We can we can be delivered in all our situation by praying. Next one. Praying in the Spirit, we don't, we don't have for that. Um, that's where it mentions groanings. And um, you can have a look at Romans 8.26. That's one of the highest level of intercession is praying in the Spirit. And it might come that the Holy Spirit is so upon you to pray for somebody that you feel this groaning that's coming out of you. Don't be scared of that. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. And it's so deep that it's like birth pangs, the Bible says. So we must come to an end now. And um, I really want to emphasize with you, church, please, please, first of all, in Timothy, Paul tells us, First of all, pray for those that are in authority over you. Concerning our country, first of all, pray. And it says for those that are in authority over you. For. Guys, we can't pray like David with peccatory prayers where he says, Lord, get him. Look what he's done to me. We would like to do that with some of our, our politicians. But it will achieve nothing except you might get rid of some frustration. Let's pray for people. Pray for those that are in authority that we might live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. That we can have a quiet and peaceable life. That's what we want. We want the gospel to be spread. We want to have prosperity in our life. Let's pray for those that are in authority. And pray for those in this church. Pray. First of all, pray. Give it a place in your life to pray. And don't make it a religious thing. In fact, Paul says pray always. That means that when you're at work, when you're in the toilet, when, you, um, when you're going to bed, even when you're talking to somebody, you can be praying in the Spirit. Pray always. Let's not put it into a little box. My quiet time, I'm going to pray now, and that's the last time I think about prayer. We can live our lives as a life of prayer. Praise and worship, studying the word, praying the words of the Bible, those are all prayer. Those are all forms of prayer. And if, if we will do this, guys, please hear, if we will do this, there will be the paparazzi outside and we won't be able to get in. There'll be, sh there'll be shifts. We'll have to get here early for a change to get a seat because people will be touched by God. How do we reach the people out there? How do we do that? Apart from giving them a tract, how do we reach them? We reach them by praying for them. So that they have this uncanny urging to find themselves on Sunday to church or have the urgency to talk to you 
Why are you so happy or how are you overcoming your problem? There's your opportunity. You've been praying for him for so long. Now you can preach the gospel to him. Let's pray. Let's pray. And I'd like us to just finish. I know we're a little bit over. If you have to go, then please go. Why don't we just put this into practice? And let's all, let's all stand. And what I'd like to say is, if, any, if anyone is feeling a bit weak to be able to pray for themselves concerning a challenge, please come to, to the front afterwards. There are those full of faith and power to be able to pray with you, to overcome that. But, but if not, let us pray for where, for where we are. Let's just pray for, let's pray for this house. It's a good, good place to, to start. Let's pray for our neighbors. Let's just put it in our own word, our own words. And let's pray some of these things that we've seen um, on the overheads uh, while, we, while we're here. Let's raise up holy hands and pray before God. Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, that you have made life possible. You have made me an overcomer. You have made me the head and not the, the tail. Lord, you've made me an overcomer in this life. And I want my neighbor, my brother, my sister to overcome as well. I pray for those that are on the right hand, on the left hand side of me this, this morning, Lord God. And I, I pray you would strengthen them with might by your spirit in their inner man. That they might understand, Lord, the length, breadth, depth and height of your love that they'd fall in love with you again, Lord God, and they would find this work of grace so easy that as we lift up the name of Jesus, many will be brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray for this community, Lord God, around us, this Pinetown area, Lord God. You've placed us here for a purpose, and Lord God, we pray out for them. We pray, send us, the laborers, into this into this field, this harvest field around us, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you send the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to shine in their eyes, to shine in their minds, to shine so that they can see that Jesus is Lord and they can overcome in their dreadful situation that they find themselves in. We claim Pinetown is ours in the name of Jesus. Pinetown is ours for the kingdom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we say that these doors are wide to accept into this family, into this house, all those that surround us. In the name of Jesus. I come against every spirit of rebellion, every spirit of death that is operating in my life in the name of Jesus. Say this. Say this. I come against this death in my life in the name of Jesus. And I speak life in the name of Jesus in my family. Life in my business. Life in the name of Jesus. Life. Because you are Lord, Jesus. You are Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, you've called us to be fruitful and multiply. And we declare over this house, multiplication. In the name of Jesus, as we are going through discipleship and we are equipping ourselves, Lord God, 
Help us to disciple others. Help us to go out and receive others into this place that your kingdom might grow, that your inheritance might be enlarged in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Those of you who don't have a clue what I'm talking about, you're not even born again, please, we'd love